0: Tonight's episode of Board Chitless is sponsored by The Game Steward. The Game Steward is an online game store offering Kickstarter board games, out of print and imported games at reasonable prices. It's time to
1: play. Hello there chitheads and welcome back to another installment of Board Chitless. Uh, following a couple of weeks of radio silence, I'm joined by Months Tristan. <laughs> couple of months of radio silence i'm joined by tristan today just the two of us lucky it's very romantic this it is very romantic we're opposite side of the table lit by candles we've just enjoyed a delicious
0: meal oh actually yeah yeah it's been pretty good pretty good and we've just lost dave he's just literally left the building now because he's got to be up early so oh, no. he's not going to be able to join in podcast tonight now he's got adult
1: responsibilities he's never been the same <laughs> now he's a grown-up
0: This week we've been playing Seafall. Okay, so Seafall is a legacy game by Rob Davio. And what legacy means is you destroy bits of the game. So this is something I was really sceptical about a long time ago. And Dave was laughing at me saying, no, it's the next big thing. You've got to get in on legacy. Legacy is the best thing ever. And I was like, but you destroy bits of the game. How can it be a good thing? Um, But of course, since then, having played through the most of... um, Pandemic Legacy Season 1 and 2. Yeah. A little bit of a convert. I'm still not 100% convinced that you have to destroy the game at the end of it, but I know there's a huge split of opinion on that. I am interested in the idea of it, of changing a game over the course of a number of plays, Um, but I like the idea of these newer games that are coming out, these green legacy games where you can keep playing them after you've finished kind of thing. So you're sort of working on establishing a world and then you play within that world. Um, but I believe this still registers in the Pandemic Legacy series of games in terms of you chuck it in the bin once you're done yeah, it. Yeah,
1: sort of playability and replayability.
0: Yeah. It reaches maximum entropy and then must be destroyed. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we just played through the prologue tonight, which is literally just an introduction to the game mechanics. Yes. Um, so we didn't really see a lot of the game and what it can offer, but we did get a taster. Um, so you're... You're playing as the leaders of provinces, exploring this world by sea, sending ships out into the unknown, finding these islands, raiding and exploring these yeah. islands, and um, it's kind of an action-based game. You take a couple of actions each turn, and once you've got the rules down, it moves fairly quickly. Um, yeah. It, what, yeah. What, what were your opinions, Lucky?
1: It was. Um. It was quite a short game, like you said. Once, we, like the thing that slows you down the most is inevitably with any game for the first time, is the rules and trying to get your head around them, working out which actions go where, which didn't really take that long for us to grasp. You did a really good job at reading the rulebook beforehand and getting <laughs> your head around it and then, you know, explaining it back to us as we played. Um, so we were done within about under, under two hours, really, which, including rules explanations, a pretty good going. We started quite late on an evening, later than we normally would. Um, Games-wise, I felt it was, it would, you know, it felt like a... Um, A bit on the light side, but you can see where it's going to build up also. um, It kind of puts itself out there as a prologue, doesn't it? So you can it already kind of apologizes when it begins as you're not really going to be playing the full experiences. Definitely. Ignore these cards. This is where other mechanics slip in, but we're not going to bother you with that now, which I thought was quite nice because it just helps you get started that little bit quicker.
0: Yeah. And there's a sense of none of what you do in this game is going to matter properly. Yeah. (laughs) so It's like, just muck about with the rules for a bit, name a few islands, And then in the next game, you'll be fully up and running. In fact, it's probably really premature of us to jump in and start talking about it without actually having played the full first game of it, you know, first official game. I Um, keep it as a very light podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That said, um, I liked what I saw. Uh, I thought it was intriguing. I liked the fact that when you explore a new island, you get to go to the storybook, which is quite a... Not a new thing, but it's starting to turn up in a lot more games these days where they've got a big narrative adventure storybook like in Above and Below and Near and Far and uh, even Kingdom Death Monster and games like that, which gives you a chance to sort of jump into the the world building, as it were. And I I do think it's a nice touch. It's sort of a mix of the choose-your-own-adventure kind of thing um, combined with the board game. and um, It's fairly light on theme. There's sort of a repetitive common theme amongst wherever you go. Everybody's just talking about, oh, wouldn't it be great to explore more? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Wouldn't it be great to go to the big empty bit of the board where there's nothing yet?
1: Yeah. The the writing is a little bit light in in terms of when you read up on your entry for like completing a quest or, yeah and um, you just get what the other guy just read but with like a <laughs> sentence changed slightly yeah. um but again that could be down to the prologue issue you could know be, it's yeah. designed to be quite a light theme so you know it's just drilling into your head you know what should be happening isn't yeah. it really so
0: and the, and there's like you said there's a lot of tantalizing um suggestions of the players are currently at peace with each other and nobody can raid each other yeah. yet or nobody can raid other ships yet yeah um so yeah so it's all sort of peaceable exploring but you can see how the way that you can upgrade your ships and everything, you know, and given our game group, how nasty this could get, like, yeah. in a, a few games sort of thing. I'm thinking <laughs> Merchants and Marauders here. Oh, definitely. You know, with, with the closest theme. Blood. And components, same exact components with the ships um, as Merchants and Marauders. It had action, exploration, worker placement, yeah. uh, raiding, dice rolling, a pretty cool adventure, exploring yeah. narrative theme. So there's, a, there's a lot to keep you going. It takes a few boxes for me, yeah
1: definitely um and there's quite a heavy emphasis on modding as well isn't there like all the upgrades can get to your ships or to your home principalities yeah and then at the end of the chapters then another opportunity to kind of bolster those again um so you've got that very sort of reactive knee jerky i need to do this in the next few turns i'm going to buy an upgrade to achieve it but then you can kind of set that tactic into stone at the end of a um, game and kind of fill in one of like your sale bars or a trade bar to get extra actions or extra um, spaces in your hold, which I quite like really because it kind of gives you that vindication of if you've started a strategy for a game well maybe, you can try and lock that in for the rest of your campaign. And carry so through on it sort of Exactly, yeah. 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 So it would be interesting to see how that plays out um, over the course of the whole legacy. 15 games or whatever exactly, it is. Exactly, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah no it is it's uh, it is it's intriguing and I, I'm definitely at this point l- like looking to play this weekly if we can you know if we can get yeah. it going and, and see where it goes
1: yeah i'm excited to um, play more it's my first legacy experience um and again like one game can't really, <laughs> can't really say much either way
0: you got you got to play some stickers and write some names what, was what did nice? you think of that <laughs> um
1: it was interesting it always feels a bit weird i mean naming characters that's fair enough you do that quite often writing down on the board you know it feels like quite a nice little novelty but coming to throwing cards away at the end of the game. It's going to take some getting used to, I think. <laughs> I, yeah. trying, I did want to like slip them into my
0: wallet and just look after them in case you changed your mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We didn't quite bring ourselves to killing off the leader cards. Um, spoiler alert for the end of the prologue. Oh, yeah. um, trying to avoid them spoilers. But yeah, it was, uh, because they're pretty pictures. I don't mind yeah. if we're just tricking text cards away. I don't want to destroy pretty components. Overall, very intriguing. Um, I suppose we should comment on the fact that commercially it's really not done very well. It kind of tanked and the reason I was able to pick it up, it was £20, yeah, um, which is nothing for, you know, a game of this size, this complexity and this yeah. number of components. So I, I do think that's a real shame because I think perhaps if they thought it was going to do as well as Pandemic yeah. Legacy, you know, that's why it was such a huge print run. Um, and I'm, I'm not abreast of all of the problems that were involved with the production. But to see, like, um, I mean, just the size and weight of the box alone, to be able to pick that up for 20 quids, kind of, um, it's a little upsetting, to be honest. It's um, because it's obviously years of playtesting went into it, building it. And I get the sense that perhaps it was pitched as a more accessible game than maybe it is. Well, it says in the the book, it's medium to heavy and a lot, probably a lot more difficult to pick up than something like Pandemic or...
1: Yeah, it's um, it seems like a lot more game than like the pandemic um, base game is. Or you've got the other like legacy title, Risk.
0: Yeah, it seems like they'd be easier jumping in points for that. Whereas this looks more like a gamer's game, and I'm not sure if that contributed to
1: exactly. Well, you've got two big intellectual properties, haven't you? Really, with Risk and Pandemic. Like they were big games anyway. Yeah, established Net, games. Yeah, you know, And legacy to it. Um, and then this is Rob going out by himself. It's a completely new game designed by him from the ground up. So there's no template to start with right obviously he's got his own theme is um games that you like so he's following through here um and after playing like the introductory game it's not within itself a bad game again very early to tell how it's going to build up on that um, but it's very different pandemic and risk. I'm just wondering if that fan base wouldn't really follow him back to this game, really. Right. It's almost like starting again, yeah. rather than having like a, you know, this could have been maybe a debut game that could have possibly done well, and then follow on with success with risk legacy and pandemic legacy, but doing it the way around maybe that's what's kind of caught him out, like through no fault of his
0: own. It's yeah. just like, you know, you've got these like huge times. his own success almost. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's uncharted waters. That, well, that's a terrible pun, but like the, when you start the game, you've got nothing, you know, you've got this couple of ships and you, you're exploring this huge map and you yeah. can see how big the map is, but there's nothing on it. Yeah. Um, and for me, that's exciting. That's the kind of thing I love. If I play um, a video game or something, yeah. and you start out and you've got nothing in your back pocket and it's a whole world to explore. Um, But I could see how some people might play that and think, well, I I can see there's loads of game here. Why aren't you giving it to me sort of thing? Do you know what I mean? It's like, there's obviously going to be a lot going on. Why do I have to wait X number of games to start accessing it? Whereas at least with Pandemic Legacy, you've got the entire board in front of you and yes, it will change as the game goes on, but you, you're almost playing it like you you normally would. Um, Whereas with this, it's very much teasing you with, you know, it's going to get bigger and bolder as, as time goes on. But um, in our first game, you know, it, it did end abruptly, I would say, because we were sort of like, oh, yep, you no, know, we've done all four milestones. Let's, yeah. let's wrap that sort of up and, and see what happens. So I don't know how much that's going to change with repeated plays, but maybe um, that's something that might put some people off that you're not really getting into the full game straight away. But for me, I thought it's quite a nice sort of easing you into the world oh, type situation.
1: definitely. Definitely. I think of all like tutorial scenarios, I think it's one of probably one of the best that we've played like you said sets you up for the rules brilliantly it does end abruptly but it's designed to do that you know get this out of the way move on to the actual proper game as soon as possible yeah. all for that that's not a problem um it, with the with the price point and like the commercial problems that it's had it's an absolute bargain like the yeah. of stuff that comes in the box and the playability you're going to get out of it even being a legacy game if you get stuck in the bin at the end you're still going to get 15 great games out of it <laughs> yeah. um so like the proof and the pudding is going to be the testing really isn't it you know yeah, yeah. you've got to we're going to carry on and see how we get on and we'll come out back out with a few more updates as we
0: go on. Yeah. I guess if we finish it, that'll be, uh, <laughs> that'll be the proof. And if it gets dumped off halfway through, then yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see.
1: Now it's, um, it's not very long until Christmas. So have you got any games on your wishlist coming up?
0: Loads. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, keeping with the legacy theme, uh, Jamie Charter Charterstone is arriving soon, which is a legacy village building game, which um, I'm probably in the unusual position of trying not to research games too heavily before I yeah. invest in them, which means sometimes we get quite surprised by them, sometimes not so much. Um, but this one, I know it's for Jamie Stegmire. I love what he did with the Scythe. Uh, I know the component quality is going to be top-notch. I like the idea of this green legacy, which is counter yeah. to what we were just saying. So you spend the campaign building the villages and everything together and then at the end of it you have a fully playable game that's going to be different from everybody else who's playing it that really appeals to me because um, you know it, it goes against this whole destroying game components and destroying the trees and whatever else and <laughs> um, So yeah, excited about that. We've got the, speaking of Stigma, we've got the expansion to Scythe has just arrived. The Wind's Gambit. Nice. Um, There's a few others that I'm looking forward to. Civilization, the new Civilization board game by Fantasy Flight. Nice. um, Which is apparently quite a dumbed-down version from the original, which has the advantage of it being more playable and probably seeing more table time. But it also means it's probably not as meaty an experience as the old Civilization. Ironically, I wouldn't know. I love the video games and I rinsed them right up until number four, I think was the last one I had on my lab. So, but the board game, I never actually got round to playing. Yeah. So I'm quite excited to give this one a go anyway. It's going to be Fantasy Flight. So it's going to be beautiful. And hopefully it's going to be pretty streamlined and kick-ass.
1: Yeah, hopefully there'll be a no app in six months'
0: time to fix it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there'll probably be shed loads of expansions. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that'll be another cool Civ building, exploring, world building. It should
1: game. be really good because it's like the um, the epitome of a video game based on board game mechanics. So sit back on the table and yeah. it's not going to work out. It should be pretty cool. Oh,
0: we've got Gloomhaven as well. We could give that a go.
1: Oh, yes. Nice. So well, that what we played with oh, like a few weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and we've got... Uh, massive Darkness, we've not given that much of a world yet. We've had a few games, but there's, I mean, to be honest, we've got so many new games have already arrived. We really need, need to tuck into those first. Yeah. But yeah, there's always, there's always something new and shiny on the horizon, isn't there? Definitely. Anything so that you're looking forward to specifically?
1: Nothing new. I've got a, um, there's a challenge back at home where my family and my wife don't play games that often. So unless I come here, then the meaty games will never see play. So it's trying to find those the good party games really. Yeah. So it's probably like any of Vlad's party games. So code names went down really well. So I'll be taking code names cool. to my wife's mum and dad's house, you know, to play it. Christmas. Christmas. But so I'll probably look at getting maybe duet or um code names pictures or something just to kind of like bring you something new to the table there. And also Vlad's questions game. Like, have to grab that one. So anything like that really, I'm just gonna try and pick up
0: Right, but well we'll okay. have to try and pick back up with the podcast as well and keep people oh, definitely. regularly updated definitely. With new
1: content. Stop teasing everyone and keep <laughs> our sponsors happy. With it being the run up to Christmas time, there's a few times in the calendar we might not be able to meet up, but we're gonna try and get around that however we can. And just keep the good content coming really. <laughs> so apologies to all you diehard shitheads out there, but we are gonna try and ramp it up again in the new year and just before Christmas. So thanks very much for being patient with us and thanks very much for listening. Bye. Bye bye.